Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Um, it's the Raspberry Tea Ladies here, and it's beautifully sunny outside, and we're all a bit annoyed that we're sitting in the uh, uh, respective offices to record this because we do it virtually these days you know now technology allows us to today we want to talk to you about something but first I have a really important announcement to make and Joey's is going to give you details of this right at the end of the podcast but throughout October we're going to be running a competition for three lucky listeners to come and join us on individual podcasts not all at the same time you'll basically replace one of us and Joe's going to tell you how to enter that competition and we just can't wait this is so exciting and um, anyway today let's let's get back to today social media posts the world of social media yes it's a big rabbit hole isn't it we're interested how people perceive the posts that we put out on there and this has happened, I think, to all three of us, but it happens to me fairly regularly because I share lots of quotes and memes or whatever they're called these days um, on there. And people think that something's wrong with me because I've shared a quote that might say, you know, if you're suffering at the moment, remember it's temporary and things are going to get better. And I get loads of messages going, are you OK? What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. I've shared a bloody quote that I like and that might help somebody. Anyway, over to you, ladies. Take it away. I agree with you sometimes because I, I think <laughs> nobody was going to speak. No, no, I just, I was, I was, how do how do I phrase this? Because I'm trying to be careful. Oh, I've shared, just I, got a, I got a reminder on Sunday of a post I shared eight years ago. So eight years ago, I wasn't running my own business, so I didn't have business connections on my Facebook page, and. Children, close your ears right now. It basically said, I don't have any fucks to give today. I'm not going to have any fucks to give tomorrow. And I don't doubt I'm going to have any fucks to give in the next few weeks. And I thought, hmm, that made me laugh because that's my sense of humour. But I chose not to reshare it. Oh, I just chose not to reshare it because I'm quite cautious of what I do share on my Facebook. So my friends and people that know me personally will know that I am not adverse to the odd swear word it's part of life these days respectful in places where you've got to be and sometimes when you're rather annoyed it may get a little bit more extreme like when somebody cuts you up in the car for example but I I, I share put like I when Iris was a baby or things like that or like you I've seen the odd quote that I've liked and I've shared and it's inspired me it's made me smile it might have been more poignant personally at the time that I originally shared it or found it, or I'll share it with a particular person in mind, knowing that they'll see it and might need it. Like there's somebody in my extended family at the minute that's going through a tough time. If I see something that's a little bit lifting, like showing a bit of belief in that person, I'll share that with it meant for them, but not written or tagged. Or sometimes I feel like I have to put a little bit of contest this made me laugh, thought this was good, or something like that. So that I, forget it doesn't come back. I, I don't always, but it depends on, I think, what, what it is that I'm sharing or what I post. 
and and because I because I'm good at the minute. I'm in a very good headspace. There's nothing wrong. So I'll share something that might have be when you're in a, in a difficult place. So you've got challenges and things going on. And I I don't I want to make it clear now. This just really made me think. Thought this was good. Hope this helps somebody or something like that. So I, I wonder whether putting a little bit of context context on something. But should we? Yes, I do it. I do it occasionally, but I forget most of the time. I just, especially if it's a memory, I just hit share. I, I don't think to put on because people. I forget that. I mean, I've got thousands of friends on Facebook, and I don't know half of them, right? Because the business connections, and you know, I've suddenly got this influx of business connections from Australia where that's come from I've not got a clue but obviously I'm connected to one person and their friends have started connecting with all their friends type of thing um but people who know me I would hope would know better than to think something's wrong you don't know do you I'm in a slightly different position because I was just thinking then if so people say to you are you okay if you put those posts on you know, mm. that kind of will boost you up. Well, yeah, I put those on all the time. So either people don't care about me and don't ask <laughs> if I'm okay, or else they realise that because of the coaching business, that actually many of my posts will be quite motivational or caring or showing... Before empathy. you launched the coaching business, were they asking you if you were okay? Do you know what? I don't think they... <laughs> no, they just don't care, do they? <laughs> It's as simple as that. Basically, I've got a thousand and whatever friends, which I didn't at the time. I had about 500. Uh, no, I don't think that's the case at all. It's really weird, though, isn't it? Really weird. Because, as Claire said, should you have to put context around it? You know, the fact that your version of reality is different from somebody else's version of reality and their perception could be completely... We were talking about this off-air, weren't we, before we started? And your perception is so so different in many cases from other people's should you have to explain yourself well we all see life through our own eyes and our own experiences don't we yeah very very few people try and look at life through somebody else's eyes Mm -hmm. now we all have to in a sense because of our work because when we write when Claire designs She's not designing for herself. We're not writing for ourselves. I mean, sometimes we're not writing for our clients. We're writing for their clients. You know, so we're all very used to putting our minds into different people's situations and Mm. thinking what they would want and things. But I think the vast majority of the British public, and I might be wrong here, but I think the vast majority of people see life from their own point of view. They don't necessarily think about a broader picture um and it's it's the same I try to explain perception with a color I'll point at a color and say what how would you describe that color and you can guarantee mm-hmm. that if you've got five people in the room they'd all describe it in a different way yeah and, and that's exactly what perception is it's what you see it's what you feel it's what you think something means I'm sorry about the dogs are going mental today if you hear little yaps there's nothing I can do about it they just won't stop um so yeah I think people read into posts what they want to read into posts 
but only the dramatic ones. Well, I, this is what I was about to come on to because I've actually, oh, I unfollow people who constantly post negative things about their life. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not that I don't care that they're obviously in a really bad place or they've got a really negative mindset. Actually, I don't want to see it on the few minutes I get to myself to look at social media of timeline, which is probably once or twice a week, to be honest, that I look at my actual timeline. I don't want to see constant negative, negative, negative from mm-hmm. people. I don't unfriend them because there's no reason to, but I unfollow them so they don't appear in my timeline. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Yeah. That's my perception of their life. It is indeed. And as Claire was saying, you know, that the humorous ones, the funny ones that we've got, people are quick enough to share, aren't they? And quick enough to, they don't even comment on them. They just share them straight away or you, you know that they're laughing at them. But the dramatic ones, the sensible ones, the serious ones, it's like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Um, and, and that whole difference it's mm. really quite astounding when you see it like that, isn't it? It's really yeah. prominent. Social media as itself is, in itself, is, is just a phenomenon anyway, isn't it? So I, I mean, I know lots of people who've said, I'm coming off social media for my mental health. And personally, I, I don't really get that because it doesn't affect me in any way at all. I could come off it or stay on it it would make no difference to my life it might make a difference to my business but it would yeah. make no difference to my personal life yeah. but I, I know that I posted in a, a business group that I'm part of I'm a very active in this particular business group some of our listeners will know what it is and others won't and a few weeks ago I posted something like well the week didn't go as planned but then I put all these positives mm-hmm. And all the comments were, oh, we all have weeks like that. I hope you're all right. And things like that. And I was like, how, how was that read as a pity post? Mm-hmm. It was so far from a pity post. It was literally saying, we didn't go as planned, but these things happened that were brilliant. Yeah. And, and similarly, again, with me, in, in, I mean, this was even, this was a good couple of years ago, I think. Um, and I just started by saying, do you ever have those days when da, 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 da. but actually the video was about dealing with those things and how to deal with those things and yet all the comments were similar to yours it's like yeah we all have those days and don't worry about it you can pick yourself up and I'm like well I have that's the point that was the point of the whole video I've seen a post this morning and it's not quite what we're talking about but this is this is sort of re- relevant somebody that at least two of us three know lost his wife and he's now married again with children and every year on their on his first wife's anniversary of their marriage he puts a post a photo of them on the wedding day mm-hmm. and his current wife she's also a widower so she understands this and supports it completely mm-hmm. and I was reading the comments and people were just putting congratulations on your anniversary <gasps> And one put congratulations to the two of you. <gasps> and they'd not read the post. Oh, God. Just seen a wedding photo and assumed it was his current wife. And if they'd read the post, it made it perfectly clear who the photo was of and why it was being posted. And I just, 
this is one of the dangers, isn't it, with social media? People see what they think they see, they don't read. Yeah. But they don't That's try and understand what the post's about. They just react to it. Yeah. I, I, I read it because I've seen it before because I'm friends with that particular person as well. And, I've, and I know the situation and I saw the picture and I thought, oh, it's that time of year. And I've just chosen to love it. I've just reacted to it. To, I've to, put a comment. I know you did. I, but, I saw it. You know. But yeah, that's like you say, I think I think pictures often have more impact on what people's perceptions and responses to that perception are than words do. Like you said, Joe, you said at the beginning of your video, this. So that's all that they're thinking about. They're not listening to the rest of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had a bad week and this was bad. And they, I think it's a lot easier for people to perceive things as a pity post and to engage and dive in and say, oh, yeah, me too, woe is me. But don't you think that says something about their mindset? I think it does. If not, not particularly. I get that somebody, you know, social media is now becoming a visual thing. Mm-hmm. It's all about images. It's all about videos. Yeah. People don't tend to read posts carefully. And I, so I sort of get how somebody could look at Joe's words at the top and go, or like my post, my post started, this week didn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. Didn't bother to read the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, I sort of get that. And I completely forgot where I was going with that now. Completely. Talk <laughs> over me, ladies. Talk over me. So this is this this comment didn't quite go as planned, but again, this is this is how we pick it up. Things don't always go to plan. It's the way it's the it's where, how you deal with it. But I think with as soon as you broadcast or put something out publicly, be it on a text, an email, on social media in particular, we're talking about now, you have no control whatsoever how whoever sees it takes it. It depends what mindset they're in what place they're at in that day, that minute, that hour. They might have just stubbed the toe on the door so they're fuming and angry and something, or they they might then react angrily because we're human beings. We it's not only that, is it? It's when, it's when we rush as well. Exactly. Last week, I'm, I'm a member of an organisation that as news comes out, it asks for quotes from people on those subjects. And there's very few I actually respond to but last week there was one and it said about the number of people aged 50 and 60 in the workforce. Now I'm 53, so that's directly relevant to me. So I went onto the platform and I left a quote, which was very positive about how people in the 50s and 60s make fantastic employees because they've got life experience, they mm-hmm. can look at things in a different way, they've got loads to give. And this quote was picked up. Now, I'd read the email that came to me as I opened my eyes and picked my phone up. So I probably wasn't paying much attention. I came into the office for a, um, a Zoom meeting, I logged onto the platform and left a quote really quickly. Didn't really think much about it all. Then got an, a Google alert that I'd been mentioned in the news. Oh. And so went on to the article and the headline was, why more fit? more people in their 50s and 60s are exiting the workforce. Uh, so uh, I panicked thinking I read that as the benefits of having 50s and 
chicken in the 50s and 60s in the workforce. Mm. That was my quote. So I'm like, oh my God, I've been misquoted or I've been used as an argument against yeah. so I, I skimmed down this article and found my quote and I was at the very bottom the final comment is from Claire Taylor Bradford Singer I know it was my quote so I'm like okay is my quote but the heading says that I just went into mass panics that I'd read the email wrong I'd left a completely inappropriate quote actually headline the article turned it round and said whilst people are leaving we there are loads of people still in their 50s and 60s working. You. you know that that could have been me on social media skim reading something responding to it quickly you think that's you think it, it though it is the, like you said there that was the headline so the headline didn't quite match up with the context of the mm. story and you said your post you put out well this week didn't go as planned or joe's starting yeah. the video this happened and something so it starts with a you would probably categorize it as a, a negative mm-hmm. lead comment but that's that's how the whole not just social media but media in general works headlines on newspapers are pretty much always scandalous negative because more response yeah it drives more response yeah. they do that on purpose and they manipulate it to be that way whereas on social media we we often just state it as we see it so oh like this weekend i've had a really good weekend lots of plans i had have put into place and they've come off really well i'm not going to put that on social media because it's got absolutely nothing to do with anybody else my close friends and the people that know me and know what i've been doing and why i've done it know the full story same with me i've i've done something exactly opposite to you yeah which is really positive, I'm not going to put that on social media either. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever put anything on social media that you regret putting on because people have perceived it in such a different way to the way it was meant to be? I once commented on a, so like say the Metro newspaper has a very big online presence. Mm-hmm. And I once commented my opinion on an article on the story. And my God, the amount of argumentative People that didn't have the same opinion that choose to reply to your comment because they want an out and I just went, delete comment. Yeah. Go away. I've I just shared my thought. I do not want an argument about it. That's my opinion. You're entitled to yours. Yeah. I once did. Um, somebody who I know was a single mum of four, five, perhaps six children, um, don't know very well. Um, she put this comment on about how somebody had looked down the nose at her because she was a single mum in a shop mm-hmm. with these kids. I thought that was quite a strange thing because how did she know that they knew she was a single mum? Lots of mums go shopping without their husbands or their partners or whatever it might be. So I was like, okay. And, and she went on a bit and, and I said, you know, um, I passed some comment. I can't remember what it was, but it certainly wasn't meant to be a argumentative or insulting or absolutely anything and one of her friends picked up and said something about well you would say that you're not a single mum I said actually I was I became a single mum when my daughter was 10 days old I remained one until she was something like 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. and she just said yeah but this that and the other and I said 
she, oh, it was to do with age being a young single mum. And I said, well, I wasn't a young single mum. I was in my early 30s. But that was my choice because I wanted to wait till I'd got have children, till I'd got a relationship that I thought mm. I wanted to have children. So she went, well, not all of us have the luxury of waiting for the right man to come along. And I went, well, actually, mine wasn't the right man, was he? He left me with a 10-day-old baby. <laughs> Oops. And this, this discussion, it wasn't really an argument. She was being argumentative and I was just stating my case. But in the end, I just said, I'm not going to comment on this anymore because you're taking everything I am saying out of context. Yeah. The person who wrote this post knows me and will understand exactly what I've said. I cannot change how you are viewing my comments. Mm. And she came back and she actually, the next comment was an apology. Um, I didn't respond to it because I thought I've said I'm not going to comment anymore, so I'm not going to comment anymore. But like I just said, I think people just want an argument. Yeah, I um the reason I asked the question was because just maybe around about a year ago, actually, um, maybe a bit longer, I posted um what I thought was a really funny video and caption. Um, and didn't tag this particular person in, but tagged another person in who I knew that they were connected with and they would see it. And all the time, I just thought they would think it was funny as well. And this other person came back, not the person that I'd sent it to, this other person came back with an absolute barrage of abuse and it broke me absolutely I crumbled and I was like holy crap I did not mean it that way at all and my immediate response was oh there they are you know showed up at last kind of thing how's things hope everything's okay thought you might appreciate this I mean I literally had to take the entire thing down and then block three people I think wow. because it was like holy crap I want to know what how funny it was now. I want to know what you shared. It was, I mean, I don't think any of those people will actually listen to this, but I don't know, that's generalising. Um, <laughs> it was just a video of a, well, it was a dad dancing. It was a granddad dancing, actually, and it just reminded me of this person. And we'd always joked, as a team, we'd always joked right. that this is what this person looked like. And he joined in, but because it was out there and because it was on social media, it went absolutely ape. And it was so insulting, the response, as I say, it literally just knocked me. And I was like, well, I was genuinely well, sorry. I mean, I, I suppose the fact that it was public would, if you'd attacked him and said, Oh, look there's a video of you dancing I, I couldn't tag him because we weren't yeah. friends on yeah, but I could sort so. of understand somebody yeah. going that was a bit disrespectful even though you meant it as a joke I'd rather you didn't do that type of thing I, yeah. I get that but the fact that it wasn't even aimed at him even though you knew he'd probably see it yeah that's his perception isn't it because nobody I, I had a similar one Joe actually remember MySpace yes so 
we're going back a long time. Anybody, <laughs> anybody young will not remember MySpace. In fact, I don't know if it's still there or not. Anyway, I created a MySpace profile many moons ago. And I occasionally used to post on it because I've got friends on there. And um, I'd recently become um, senior in a department at, at the university where I used to work. And we had a team meeting and I'd got one member of staff fighting against the change that people do, but they were trying to drag other people into the argument and say, well, this affects you as well and you must feel like this. And and I put a post on that night and sort of said, oh, God, really tough day today at work. Um, team member trying to drag people into their negativity about changes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Years later, I mean, oh, years later, I guess call from my head of division at the university there's been a complaint made about you (laughs) this person had been googling me and found my myspace profile from years and years before it never entered my head to delete it before do you know what i mean when i never use it anymore i just you just don't right Basically, they tried to take me to disciplinary for it, and it didn't happen, obviously. You know, I made an apology that if they'd found that and realised I was talking about them, then, you know, I was sorry for any upset it was caused, but I didn't name them. I didn't, nobody on MySpace knew where I worked, sort of thing. Mm. You know what I mean? But, yeah, things you do, you don't realise who's going to interpret them in what way, do you? No, but like you said then, that, that was going back to a platform that was around years ago that's not there anymore, that a lot of people don't even know existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see it in the media now, there's footballers or politicians or people that are now in the public eye, yeah. uh, ragged over the coals for a, let's say, a racist comment or something yeah. that might have been perceived or interpreted as being so. Yeah. Years and years ago yeah. on a Twitter post, and they're being punished for it now and later on. So yeah. what say? perceptions and understandings of what you put out yes you should say what you think and do what you want to do it's not your responsibility how other people perceive it but you've also I I think like I said in my case years ago when I didn't have a business I might have shared things that might have been political or a certain sense of humor like my friends that know me know that I do have quite a a wicked sense of humor but that's all it's meant to be it's nothing, nothing's meant by it. But if I put a post on social media of something that I might say in a conversation to a friend of somebody that knows me, it would probably be like launching a grenade because you can't control who's going to read it in what frame of mind they're in, where they're at and how they see it. They might see it as black and white if it's a meme, for example. Whereas a situation we might have been talking about, the context around it, can remember when we did this and X, Y and Z and A, B, C... And it's just a comment. I think I said something at the weekend that was just a Sam and I were car shopping and I said something that made a joke out of the situation then it was in. It was probably inappropriate, but it made the two of us laugh. That, that's it. It was just an observational comment that I'm sure at least 50% of people would go, you can't say that. So have you got any recommendations or any advice for our listeners who are maybe in a position where they're just going into business maybe and starting to think is their social media um 
safe? <laughs> is it I, I politically you, correct? I think you've, you've got to take a stance. You've got to decide where you're going to be. So I know copywriters deliberately put their personal opinions on politics, on COVID, on everything else out there. And they have tens of thousands of followers. Yeah. Yes, they get the abuse. They care. No, because they've done it deliberately. They yeah. want to stand out. And so if you're going to use what I would call, and Claire would probably call, disruptive marketing tactics with your social media, mm-hmm. you're doing it on purpose. You're not hiding who you are. Maybe your real view, it may not be. You might be doing it on purpose just to revoke a response. I don't know. But certainly the ones I know, it's, it's genuinely their position on things then you have to accept that people are going to get offended by it, that you are going to get people reporting your posts, that you are going to get people leaving negative comments. That's your choice. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should have to play uber safe because that's not... You can't... It, you're just using it... If you're going to use it as just a business platform, Fine. Be uber safe, be vanilla, be manila, whatever you want to call it. Just be wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, people do business with people. So you've got to show your personality, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Claire? Yeah, m- mine would be that dec- decide how you would want to be perceived let's say that's in a positive light, keep your content positive. It's up to you how much of your personal opinion, like say your politics or things like that, that might be something that's not public knowledge. If you want it to be public, share it. If you don't want it to be public and you only want people that know you and know you in a a deeper context than just on social media, because I've got hundreds of connections on Facebook, the people that I've never met, So they know me through what I post and how they've interacted with me there. Mm -hmm. For me, that's one and the same. I just choose not to share some things that may be a little bit controversial because my sense of humour is so that Mm. it might upset some people. I laugh at things, but I don't share them. You're in groups where you could share those things. I'm in groups where I could share them or I send them in messengers with directly to people that I know would find them the same sense of humour. So I choose... My my news feed only has positivity on it. I don't share anything negative. If I've had a really bad day or a bad week, I've got stuff going on, I'll more likely put a cryptic post on so people that know me will then ask. Then they get the story. But I don't put it publicly. And but I, that's how I choose to be. My feed is positive. I don't want negativity on it, so I don't share scandalism. I don't share negativity. I don't share things that are what I see as being bad news kind of thing. But when you started saying that, Claire, you said decide how you want other people to perceive you. Well, I want want to be positive. But I I am positive and that's how I want to be perceived. But, yeah, but what what we're saying with this podcast is we can't control people's perceptions. Mm. No, but you can, like, like I say, for example, I don't publish anything that, is negative so I would hope that there are not that many negative perceptions you might get people that are jealous or 
they 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 want to be where you're at or they want you what you've got or they wish they were doing what you're doing or you're always going to get something like that like I've been away for a few weekends when I had the caravan and things like that it might be like, oh been on three holidays this year people are always going to have opinions but I won't share something about things that have gone wrong I will share things that are good no you can't control it but I choose to put out positivity that that's that sort of of leads on to that whole and it's a totally different subject in a sense of (laughs) what you see on people's social media is not real life yeah it's a snippet of real life that's, and that's probably a whole of a snap, uh, Snapchat. <laughs> Sorry, which platform are you on? Social media on the brain. Um, yeah, I mean, when you business coaches will tell you to only put on business posts and a positive lifestyle posts mm. that show you doing wonderful things that make your life look incredible because you've got this really successful business nobody's life is all wonderful nobody's you know the the most successful people in the world still have bad days still have bad things happen to the family or whatever it might be you know still have illnesses and yeah yeah I had you're right I had the conversation last week of a new client who was a friend was saying it was to do with having uh, imposter syndrome she didn't believe she could do what she wanted to do and I, I pointed out why she could do it and I said, everybody has imposter syndrome. At some point, there's people who are famous on TV, film stars, not just people in business or people in jobs and every day. You have that self-doubt moment or imposter, can I really do this? I've said I'm going to do that. I don't know how to do it. And I think you have those things that you believe you might be at that it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? When you watched the, well, I didn't watch it all because I fell asleep, but we were watching um, a documentary on Patrick Swayze. Oh. And he had massive imposter syndrome his whole life. Oh, wow. It's well worth watching that documentary. It's fascinating what that man went through. Where's it on? Uh, I honestly don't know what it was on. It was it was just on a TV channel somewhere. We we tend to we've got Virgin TV, so it'll have been on one of those. It it wasn't a paid for channel because we don't pay for any. Right. So it could be on a preview channel. <clears throat> it it was absolutely fascinating. You know, everybody knew he he'd got a slight limp. I never knew why. Oh my god, what that man had been through. I'm not gonna say anymore, but no, yeah, don't do a spoiler. Because he had imposter syndrome from being a teen to the day he died. Wow. Well, on that note. Yeah. So we've covered social media in particular today. Uh, what you might publicise that's all right for you and the mindset you might have been at the time you published it. it might be something you found funny, something you liked, something you're interested in. And you cannot control what other people think and perceive that to be because you can't control where they're at at the time they see it or read it. We've also touched on the fact that things you might have published years and years ago might come back and bite you in the bum. So once it's public, it's public. You don't know who might see it, how they might feel when they see it or what they do. But But delete accounts if you're not going to use them anymore. (laughs) But that said, it's your profile. It's your channel. 
you have a right to publish whatever you want to publish. Just be conscious and aware that people will have different views and opinions on that content. And you are going to have the opportunity for this to be part of your channel too, because we are running a competition through October for three lucky winners to come and join us on our podcast. So one of you each time will replace one of us as panellists. I don't know that you'll get the choice as to who you knock off, but you know, we'll, we'll decide that. Um, what we're asking you to do is comment on the Raspberry Tea Podchat Facebook group. Now that was a mouthful. Page. Um, page. Page. page, not group, it's a page, not a group. Um, if you can comment on that between now and the end of October, we are going to invite three lucky winners. So you'll be what chosen. Have got to comment, what we would like you to comment on this next on my list of things to say. And I get so excited. I have to list things down. Um, what we would like you to comment on is a topic that you would like to talk about. So you will have free reign. So please comment between now and the end of October. Raspberry Tea Pod Chat Facebook page. And on that note, it's time for a brew. Happy bye. Bye.